It's time for JT the Brick. I love my job. I love the opportunity that I can come in here and talk to the Raider Nation. Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. The plan was to get this roster with this new regime. They were not keeping this roster, my friend. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels was not keeping the roster they inherited from Mayock and Gruden and before that. And there were going to be changes, and we told you. Are you with me on that? Excuses die. The record stands. JT the Brick. That's it. That's all we've been telling you all year if you've been listening. They have a plan. I'm not saying it's going to work. It's going to be 100%. But I'm behind the plan. The plan is to get it up to speed where it's really good for a long period of time. You are what your record is. Sound off like you got a pair. And now, JT, the man to miss the legend. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Busy day on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio. And a massive upset just happened in the NCAA tournament. In the first round, uh, the 13 seed Furman beat the four seed Virginia, 68 to 67. I'm in the studio today with Bobby. Uh, I would love to be broadcasting in a sports book. That just happened, and it looked pretty intense. So that's the madness. It's here. March Madness is in Vegas. If you locally live in Vegas, you know what I'm talking about. If you're coming in tomorrow for the weekend, you know what I'm talking about. If you're here and you're hearing us in an Uber or a cab, thanks for listening to the flagship of the Silver and Black. It's press conference day over at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. So we're going to play Jacoby Myers coming up here at some point. It's about eight, nine, ten minutes of him. Very impressive. I watched it live on the stream and I said, told Bobby, grab it. This is good. Told you this a couple of days ago, depending on what's going to happen the rest of free agency. The Raiders took a swing in free agency, they got a couple of good players. They didn't go crazy. They didn't spend all their money. They did not get an elite player. They did not get who I consider an elite player. That was their decision. I think they were in the hunt probably to get a couple of elite players. I think they probably were on the phone and maybe were down to the final two or three on a couple of players. But Dave Ziegler didn't pull the trigger on players that, A, he didn't think he could, could afford, or B, that he could get coming up in the draft who are younger and are going to kind of fill that hole. A good example would be tight end or what they want to do with defensive tackle, whatever they're going to do. we got a lot of time to talk about the draft. I'm more into the draft because I didn't think the Raiders went big in free agency. I thought the last two years they'd go a little bit bigger in free agency. But last year they went super big because they traded for Devontae for a first and second round. You can't go any bigger than that. So they checked the box there. This year they had a lot of money available and they did sign a number of players and a few starters. As Vinny Bonsignor is just tweeting out, uh, the new linebacker and the safety who we might have on the show coming up today are starters, along with Jacoby Myers, who's a starter. And there's a lot of starters who are coming back on the offensive line and the defensive line, Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, and all that. But I, like you and everybody else, I'd like an upgrade. I, I, I wanted a superstar. I wanted someone... You know, Tremont Edmonds, a Buffalo, or a linebacker who can go sideline to sideline. So far, it hasn't happened. So a lot of Raider fans are, I wouldn't say confused, just a lot of Raider fans won't give anybody a chance here. This is my 24th season that came to an end. I have never seen this fan base so at odds with each other. With each other. Because we know that they're critical of certain things going on in the building. But there's no, like, maturity level or let's figure this out, or let's wait. And I can't tell you to wait, because you probably know me if you're a Raider fan for more than 10 years. I hope you do. You probably see me at a game. We might have had a beer together, a parking lot, a tailgate, hanging over the black hole in Oakland. Hard not to be able to bump into me over 24 years if you're a so-called Raider fan. 
And every Raider fan I talk to is all over the ice, as I like to say. They're all over the place. I, I can f- barely find a Raider fan, barely, barely, that can have a conversation. And this is not a downgrade. I like negative conversations. I like loud conversations. I like, you know, conversations that get to an answer. We can't get to an answer with any Raider fan this week. We can't because of the main flaw in this system as we begin this show today. Most Raider fans will not let it play out. Most fans with most teams, especially who win less than the Raiders, haven't played in five Super Bowls, haven't won three, haven't had all these Hall of Famers, never really had a lot of big moments. They seem to want to have a deeper conversation about the combination. Here's the three three combination. The roster from last year, the roster that is exactly today, and then the roster that will be added to at the draft. So that's a three-prong issue, right? The team from last year, who's on the team today, which means free agency, and then the big draft coming up where the Raiders are obviously going bigger in the draft than free agency, which is good for us going forward because of all that content that is building towards the draft. And I think there's a lot of pressure for the Raiders to hit some home runs in this draft. Come on, Seattle did last year in Kansas City. Why not Dave Ziegler? He's got just as good power. He's got just as good picks as them. Let's see him do it big here. So I've given up this week, and I don't quit on anything, but I've given up this week on having rational conversations. So as I told Bobby, I put my sports radio armor on, I get in front of the calls, and I let it fly and hear what people have to say. And if they ask me my opinion, I give them my opinion. But uh, there's a lot of things that are happening today that are fluid. We're waiting on certain players who were supposed to get on, and we're going to wait. And we're going to see what happens here, but I can't wait because i got a radio show to do. So here's who we have today. We have Levi Edwards from the digital team. He was at all the press conferences today, along with Chris Matthews from 8 News Now. He's going to join us. Country star, country music star Riley Green, who's performing at Virgin Hotels coming up this weekend. Big deal, big show. That's happening. And then we're also going to play this one or two of the press conferences. Why not, right? These are the first times these guys have spoken and we'll talk about that. So Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to leave a whole big segment to because we have all the sound from the Pat McAfee show, which is really good. Do you believe a deal's still not done with Aaron Rodgers? Still not done, and reports are they it might not get done for a while. And I'm telling you here, this deal could fall apart. This deal could fall apart right now if the Jets – Find out and say, no, no, we want Rodgers. We're going to pick up that enormous contract. We are not paying for extra players, and we're not giving him more of blank. We're done. We're, we're done if he's going to continue to play these games. And Rodgers went on McAfee's show saying, yeah, he's going to be a Jet. He's pretty much going to be a Jet. But still very aloof all over the place on what he wants to do and trying to figure out what's going to happen here. So we'll see what happens. Oh, also breaking news, Ian Rappaport. It's a one-year deal. $2.4 million fully guaranteed for defensive tackle Andrew Billings. So Andrew Billings goes to the Bears. So we'll see what happens there on that. That just came through my phone. I wanted to make sure I gave it to you there, and that's what's happening. Also, Darius Slay, uh, he's coming back. I was hoping that the Raiders could kick the tires on that starting cornerback, but some posturing there, and he's going to go back to the NFC champion Eagles. So there's a couple of moves going on. As Vinny Bonsignor pointed out, I was listening to a little bit of him today on the radio, and he said all the major stuff's done. 
All the major stuff in free agency is done. We know the players who are here who are gone. Odell Beckham Jr. is not coming here, I don't think. So uh, so free agency, I won't say it's close because it's not, but we have today and tomorrow. Maybe we get a surprise with another body, a starter, a starter who's going to come in, and that would help. But the Raiders did bring in, as of now, four starters, in my opinion, and retained a couple of starters. So, you know, you got 22 players, 11 on both sides of the ball. They got a lot of starters, but now I'm starting to really – I don't, I don't want to say get concerned because I have a lot of confidence in Dave Ziegler. That's not the right word. But the anxiety is starting to come up on the draft now. Now they got to go big. The big tackle from Georgia is dropping towards the Raiders, but he's got weight problems and he's got issues with that drag racing thing, the racing thing that he didn't kill anybody, but someone else did. I thought he was going number one overall. He could he drop to the Raiders. Now I'm starting to think Raiders take a corner, right? There's a great corner there. I'll go through all the names I have here. What are they, they going to do? Could the Raiders make a trade? Yes, the Raiders could make a trade still at some point. I told you I never thought that Hunter Renfro was a lock to be here now that Waller's gone. I don't know. They have until tomorrow with his money coming guaranteed on that. That could be a big storyline here. I like Hunter. I'd like to see him back here. I also like Darren Waller. Darren Waller's a New York Giant uh, for a number of different reasons, mostly the fact that he was unavailable to play and his production dropped significantly over three seasons ago, and that happens. And then the quarterback situation and what they do in the draft. So the number, if you want to get in, there's still a lot of angst. A lot of Raider fans kind of want to get away from this, I think, and get into March Madness. A lot of my buddies are in town just to get in sports books and watch the games, and they got Raider hats on, and they're Raider fans. They're just not, like, freaking out over the Raiders. They want to watch some basketball and drink some Modellos. They want to enjoy their life. You know what I'm saying? They want to have fun. They want to wait around and scroll Ian Rappaport going, did we get a backup safety? And no one cares. I care. I work for the flagship and the team. You care. But I think a lot of people need to get outside, get some fresh air, have themselves a beverage, and do something. As my dad would say, kid, get out of the house. What are you doing here? <laughs> get out of the house. Do something. That's what I feel like today with the Raider Nation. Get out of the house. Go do something, man. Go have a Modelo. Go do something. Have fun. I want to thank our partners over at PT's. That's Golden Entertainment. We were over at the Strat yesterday. Had a really good time. Nice crowd that was there. Really appreciate going out there and doing a lot and having a lot of fun and seeing sports books around town. So thanks again to Golden Entertainment for our day, the day that we had out there yesterday, which is a lot of fun. I'll be doing more March Madness next week. Had a big meeting today with Resorts World, our proud partner. Got up early for that one. That meeting, yeah, that meeting came early. And then we're waiting around to do this show to find out who we're going to get on the radio. We'll get all of these guys, all the guys that we want and requested, requested, we'll get them after they're done with their business in the building. Today's a really big day in the building. All of these guys are signing, okay, their real contract. They're there. They might do a little podcast work, whatever they're doing. We're doing the live radio show, and we'll see how it plays out. But I'm not closing free agency down but I'd like to get your opinion, and if you want to do it, I don't like to do low-hanging fruit, but maybe that wakes up the phones today on what grade you would give Raider free agency as of Thursday in the first week. So the league year has started, and Raider free agency is here. But if you're going to give me a phone call on that and you're going to say C or D, back it up. Don't be just emotional like I have to, as I tweeted out, like i got to get everybody an emotional dog to hold on to. Like, put something together for me. Like, Waller or Renfro are going to be gone. 
One of them were going to be gone for financial reasons and the fact that they've been hurt. They were going to get some other guys that came in. Some are going to be Patriots, some are not. They're going to bring players in here, and they didn't spend a lot of money. They didn't spend it all. And they seem to have a starting safety, starting linebacker, a new starting number two, and a quarterback here. So with everything that's happened, I don't know. Uh, to me, it's incomplete. I'd give it an incomplete if I was grading. I got a lot of incompletes, Bobby, before I dropped out of the class and then had to take another class. You're raising your hand, too. But I think it is incomplete now, but it will be complete by tomorrow. And then by then, we could take a look at the draft and say, look, this is going to have to come up big. The draft has to be bigger than we all expect here. And Jalen Carter pleaded no contest to charges of reckless driving and drag racing. The former Georgia defensive star lineman, who was at one point going to be the top pick in the draft, is now dropping. And I'm not going to do a ton of that today, but this could be a player that drops to the Raiders and could be one of the best talents the Raiders have brought in at that position since you know, you can go back to a lot of defensive tackles here that have played here, but Daryl Russell was the best I saw. He passed away tragically at a young age, but he was a pro bowler his first two years. And this kid is better than him coming out of college, and that says a lot. So could the Raiders get him, or will they wait for cornerback? Uh, we have weeks to do that. The draft's at the end of April. We're here on March 16th as we get ready to go. So a massive upset. I got my bracket done. I did pick the one seed, Houston, because they're playing it in Houston. I like their bracket to come through there. I got UCLA in the Final Four. I'm going with Purdue. I'm still trying to figure this out. The bracket's in front of me here, but I want to get to some calls as we open it up. So fire away. We got a pretty packed show. The phones are open now. We want to hear from you, 702-365-9200, on what we know for now on Raider Free Agency as Raider Free Agency is going to be changing by the hour or two, cues down at their cues down at the press conferences along with Vinny, and they'll have a really good idea of what's happening down there today. Dino in Toronto, start us off. Our Canadian brothers to the north. What's up, JT? Thanks for the call, man. I love your show as always. Uh, just so grateful that we can get all Raiders all the time, twenty four seven. I mean, it's a it's a blessing really for a, for any Raider fan. But uh, just grateful for you guys. Uh, you. Always a great job, man. Appreciate it. Um, um, I, I'm good with the signings. I mean, the Waller one is the one that kind of threw me off because it's like you gave this guy this deal last year and all of a sudden he doesn't fit in your scheme. And I mean, I like Darren Waller. I thought maybe, okay, he was, his injuries were what they were. And no one I said, thought, hold yeah, on, hold on. No one said he didn't fit into the scheme. It had nothing to do with the scheme. He fits into any scheme. That, that's not accurate. It fits into the scheme fine. He just wasn't healthy the last two years, well, and he had five touchdowns in a total of two seasons and missed a lot of games. That was That's the reason he's not here. Let me just, let me just add to why I said what I said, because okay. uh, there, there's, there's a reason why I said what I said. Um, I, I, I know uh, this is a, a new team, a new, a new, sorry, a new regime, a new coach, a new right. GM. A lot of times guys, guys come in here and they want their own guys, and I, I always put that in parentheses or quotations because I'm like, I get it, man. I, mean, I know you want to create your own identity here. You're the new head coach. The GM and him are both on the same page, and maybe, maybe you know. Again, you know, this is like stuff that you maybe may rumor, not even factual, but not even going down that path. I just thought that they, this is a guy that is an all-world talent when he's on. Um, and I mean, you gave him the money. You, you believed enough in him last year to give him the contract that you gave him, mm-hmm. and then to get a third-round pick. I don't know, man. That's just my opinion on that, but. I, I would always love to see guys that come in here and say, listen, man, I, I'd like to bring my own guys in, 
But I'd also like to see what I can do with guys that I've, I, I've kind of inherited. You know what I'm saying? So that's all. And oh, then the that, last thing I yeah. would like, okay. the last thing I would like to add is that, listen, man. I mean, the, the big elephant in the room is that O line, uh, JT. I mean, we gotta get some talent, man. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think the kid can play. I think the kid's a, a great talent. He's been a winner everywhere he's gone. There's no need why he can't be a winner here. Mm-hmm. He's got definitely got the tools and the offensive weapons to help him. But you got to protect this kid, man. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they're seeing somebody in the draft, but I would love to see them spend some money on that old line and protect Jimmy G, man. That, yeah, that's I, the I one would that, too. That's I appreciate the, one that, the call. That's the one that, that's the one that, yeah, thanks, man. Thank you. Hey, look, again, they're keeping a lot of their offensive linemen. Well, get that. Colt Miller, Dylan Parham. Looks like Andre James for now. Brandon Parker was re-signed. I think he's more of a swing, depending on how he looks. What I find fascinating here is a couple of the people that they brought back. Roderick Teamer. You look down the list of the guys who are coming back here. How many times have I told you on my show, at least, they didn't like the players who were here. You loved them because they won 10 games and you act like they won the Super Bowl. They won 10 games by winning the Final Four. Benefited me. I got to talk to the head coach on a four-game winning streak and got an extra playoff paycheck. I loved it. I thought it was great. They came in, sat down, banged out a deal as the head coach and the GM, and from what I've been able to see, they didn't like the roster. To them, it wasn't a playoff roster, so they deconstructed the roster during the season, right? During the season as the games are going on. Best example, Derek Carr at the end of the year, they benched him, and now they're rebuilding the roster with the players they want to bring in with some limitations, salary, budgets, what they can do. And they want to reset the organization at a rate where they're doing it better every year, more consistently, but you don't want to wait every year. You want it to be all done today. And it doesn't work that way. And we know it doesn't work that way. So every morsel I can give you, every crumb, hey, this is a player that they, they were looking at, they didn't get. This was a player that they liked, but they let him go because he wasn't available, Darren Waller. The only complaint you could have that I think is rational on Waller is they didn't get a second-round pick instead of a third. Because I'm the host, I wanted to keep Waller. He's healthy now, I think you could work him in, and he'd be great. But they watched him. They watched him train. They watched him rehab. They watched him around town. They watched everything with him. I think all of it was pretty good. But they didn't think enough to want to bring him back. And I think a lot of that had to do with financial reasons. For not seeing him play and not being available last year when they really needed him in games where he would have been a difference. Now you could say, well, he was injured. I agree. Because I always have told you, LeBron James is injured and he comes back from injuries. He doesn't take six months. Or six weeks, he comes back as quick as he can. I think that De- uh, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro tried to the best of their ability to get back on the field at a timely fashion. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at a timely fashion. What your timely fashion is and mine and this head coach, it's all not going to be the same. So, again, they evaluate the players. They evaluate them and they say yes or no. That's it. And the players that they said no to, you don't have to make it personal. It's not a fight. It's like they're going, they're moving forward. I wish that Darren Waller remained a Raider. Why wouldn't I? He's a friend of mine. I like the guy. He's a hell of a player. He just wasn't available for the money that they paid him. And they paid him because they thought, you know, he would be a different type of player in the system if healthy, and he wasn't. So they got rid of the contract. They didn't get rid of the human being. They got rid of the contract. And I wish they would have got a second-round pick. There was no chance they were going to get a first. 
I'm sure Dave Ziegler shopped him around the league for a second, couldn't get one. Got one with the Giants, they absorbed the contract. That clears the salary cap space for the Raiders to get more players, if and when they bring in more players. J.C. Raider in Salt Lake City, thanks for waiting. You're up next. Thanks for taking my call, JT. I think it's too early to really give a grade because there's still a lot of players out there that mm-hmm. they, can, they can look at. But I am a little bit concerned because what I would like to see is an impact player on defense. And I think that's what this team's missed over the years. It's having that guy that's that impact player that can elevate other players. And right now, other than Max Crosby, and they don't really have anything else that's like that. So I'm kind of hoping that's what happens because to find that type of a guy in the draft mm-hmm. is going to be a little difficult. Well, they have the to, ex- but hold on. They have to. Okay, let's 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 say the reality. They have to find that player in the draft. There's not building blocks here, good players, and those first three picks or the four picks they have with Waller at number 100, the pick they got, on those first four picks, they have to go four for four. Three out of three out of four works for me, but four for four has got to be the pressure to get this team better as they go into the start of the preseason. They got to kill it on those first four picks. And and absolutely, and, and people have to realize games aren't won in March. They're going to be won when this whole roster's filled out in the product on the field. And ultimately, that's where the judgment will be. Because I do think they have to put a better product on the field than they did last year. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's going to be the deciding factor. But I don't have a problem with them not going out and spending all this money just grab a guy to grab a guy. Mm-hmm. But I do think I'd like to see them fill in some pieces, which I think they mm-hmm. probably will, with some guys that could come in and play an impact role. So yeah. we'll have to see. But I agree with you on the draft. I mean, if you're going to put this much emphasis on it, you better hit it because if you don't, I don't know what happens because I don't think they can come out of the gate 0-2 or 1-4. Yeah, I'm not going there. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I'm not going there record. I haven't seen the schedule when the dates are. I don't know who they're playing. Okay, it's, you know, the, the league never does the Raiders any favorites with the schedule. Bobby's smirking. I'm smirking too, but that's a long way away. That's a long way away. But, look, as I was telling people, I, was ta- I talked to my sons, not every night now because one's on spring break in Cozumel. There's a story behind that one, Bobby. And then the other one's at ASU. You saw the ASU win. They won last night, so there's a big party on campus. But I talked to my youngest son today, early in the morning. I got three guys staying at my house, March Madness in town. He said, Dad, what are we doing? What are we doing? And I said, look, you know, you look at the quarterback, Amir Abdullah, uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, Jakob Johnson, Philip Dorsett. They got their speed receiver. He's going to play Jacoby Myers. They re-signed Brandon Parker, Jerry Tillery. They brought in a new linebacker in Robert Spillane. They paid him to start. Okay, he's going to play. He's going to be on the field. Brandon Faison is back. And then Marcus Epps, who I think we're going to get on the radio here today, uh, the new safety, he's starting. He signed a two-year $12 million deal, $8 million guaranteed. He's starting at safety. Okay, so they brought in a couple of starters and they were value starters. You know, we got. I saw Marcus Epps play a lot last year because he went to the Super Bowl, but I hadn't seen Spillane play a lot, and he had 12 tackles against the Raiders in the Franco Harris tribute game that the Raiders lost. Tillery's a decent player. He's a rotational player. Brandon Parker didn't get a max deal. He got a one-year, $1.5 million contract. He's a swing or a guy that you're going to fill in, but Jacoby Myers, I think, is the jewel of this free agency here. 
This is a guy who can play at a very big level opposite of Devontae and have a big year. And he's going to be really important to this offense with the leading rusher who was also also brought in and fi- uh, franchise tagged in Josh Jacobs. Hopefully they're working on a deal there. Chris and Henderson, you're up next. Chris, what's happening? What's up, JC? First, I got to laugh. When is there not a big party on the campus of ASU? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> um, but I do want to say this real quick, and I'll keep it brief. Um, I don't know if anybody has read the book, The Patriot Way, but it seems like that's what Josh McDaniels is trying to do. Take that blueprint and and then put it here. And it goes into discuss how you take care of your job and don't worry about everybody else. Did we lose you? Did we lose him? Did we lose him? No, No, I lost you for a second. So you're talking about, I did not read the book, but I, I know what Josh McDaniels' plan is, and I have a pretty good understanding of The Patriot Way. Go ahead. Yep, so he wants to put players in that can do that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I will say is Darren Waller is going to have a breakout season. It's sad to see him go, but I think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Garoppolo at this point. Mm-hmm. He's more mobile. Um, he's a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger. So it's going to give Waller the opportunity to be open. And then what do you think about the Eagles releasing their running back? Would he be a sit here mm-hmm. with the Raiders? Yeah, I do think so. No, I, I look – I think the running back room is fine, especially with what they were able to do and bringing back Amir Abdullah and having Josh Jacobs and what they have in the depth. And they like to cu- they carried too many uh, running backs for my liking last year because none of them played because Josh played well. I think they're going to utilize and taking a player out of that room so they can move another player into the linebacker room or the safety room or the cornerback room. That's what I think is going to happen there. In regards to Waller having a good year, yeah, I think the system with the Giants could be nice for him, but I, I don't think that Daniel Jones is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't. I'm sorry on that. Oh, go ask George Kittle. If I interviewed George Kittle today, and I said George Kittle or Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel, and I said, who's a better quarterback, Daniel Jones or Jimmy Garoppolo? I think we know the answer. And, um, you yeah, know, that's one of the things we're talking about here. What, what will the Raiders now do in the draft? Will they pass on quarterback in the first round? Or will they get one and then go all defense or go heavy defense and get a quarterback later? That'll be a big topic going on. All right, so we're going to get to some of these press conferences. we got a little bit of sound uh, coming up next. We're going to play Jacoby Myers for a few minutes. Also, we're waiting on getting a Raider player. And then country star Riley Green is performing at Virgin. They're one of our partners. We're going to talk to him. I'm excited to interview him. And then the following hour, Levi Edwards, Chris Matthews. Got a big show today. Oh, and Shane Knighty. Golden Knights are in town. And one of the best broadcasters in the business. I can't forget Shane. So I'm loaded up the rest of the way. We appreciate you listening to us. Uh, Thanks to the Strat and Golden Entertainment from yesterday. I think there were other teams that were interested, and obviously there's, um, you know, certain players that I have a lot of love and affinity for, um, and the reuniting with uh, especially one specific person would have been... Um, uh, Devontae uh, in Las Vegas. But, You're talking about Devontae Adams? I'm not mentioning any names, but, uh, <laughs> there, you know, there's definitely one particular guy who, uh, you know, who him and I have this you know, special kind of unspoken rapport. Um, so oh, that's Devontae. Good- okay, yeah, that's Devontae Adams who's currently on the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. There it is, Pat McAfee show with Aaron Rodgers. Man, 
He's left the reservation. Aaron Rodgers is now gone. He's a great player. Turn this up. This is our next guest. Excited for this. Coming up here, we have music at Virgin Hotel. This is Riley Green. We're out here, Tour. Coming up at Virgin Hotels. He'll join us here in about 10 minutes. Snow Raider up in beautiful Lake Tahoe where my buddies are skiing and the snow's amazing. What's happening? Hey, thanks, JT. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, yeah, the sun is out. I hope Chris from West Oakland's enjoying his time up here watching some basketball. Uh, let's go Northwestern, my alma mater. The Cinderella story begins today in Sacramento. Uh, as of yesterday, my wife's a therapist, so I want to thank you personally for being my Raider therapist. She always talks sense into me when things get hairy, but I think the new regime's doing good. We got a C-plus here for Snow Raider for the uh, free agency. We got Jimmy G, originally from Rolling Meadows, Illinois. Mm -hmm. That's a suburb that I grew up close to, so I'm rooting for him. Jacoby Myers, Belaine, uh, you know, they're, they're, push, they're uh, spreading it around. Free agency doesn't always equal great results. Chandler Jones, Corey Littleton, Kowalski mm. from the Bears, Randy Moss. So mm. I'm glad we're not making big splashes. We made big splashes last year. There's still time to go. And uh, on, on closing, I want to uh, thank Darren Waller for all he did. I think he's a great athlete, but if you're not available, you're not available. The tight end position now in college is evolving kind of like the running back we're going to get some better tight ends whether through free agency or through the draft first four picks like you're saying earlier are a must i say we go heavy d and offensive linemen and build through the process and let the process work out thank you very much yeah thank you for the call appreciate it very much look you're not going to get a better tight end than the draft than darren waller you're not so let's you can have a developmental tight end who could be really good and someday be as good as darren waller but that's not happening anytime soon. You're not going to have a guy who comes in who can put up the production of Darren Waller, period. So depending on what happens with Foster Moreau, what we're dealing with overall, uh, there's a lot here going on. There's a lot here going on, and they're trying to bring in some other players to fit needs and grow the team through the draft with cheaper players that they can mold into what they want to do. But you still got to mold the roster. And you still got to have players back from last year. And you still got to get new players in when they're cut from other teams. I really like to see a great corner in the draft. I don't like taking a corner with the seventh pick. That's really high for a corner. But if you take a look at Patrick Sosantan Jr., Sauce Gardner, players like that, they're impact guys. You can't find them anywhere. You're not getting them from other teams. When a team gets a good corner, they never let them leave. They hold on to them into their 30s because they just grow and get better and better. And young kids out of college at corner get beat a lot. Because they're playing against college kids. Now they're playing against grown-ass men. So I like to get a guy that could come in, like Epps at safety. I've seen him play and how physically he could be. He's going to start for the Raiders and I think be a very productive player. Mikey in Staten, Italy, as we're already coming out of an upset. Furman wins over Virginia. Here comes the upsets and the gambling upsets. What's going on, Mikey? Hey, JT, is Virginia heckle and jekyll? Yes. We were just having the conversation. They were the one seed that lost to the 16th seed. The next year, they win it all. And this year, they get, they get uh, this, this tournament is greatest ever. You find something every year that you've never seen before. That kid just throwing the ball nonchalantly. Unbelievable, JT. Hey, JT, I got to ask you a question. Mm. 
you're a franchise and you're and you change everything. You could people, you know, fans call for ownership to change, you know, to change the manager, to change the GM. The poor Mets, they change everything. The guy finally spending like a, you know, a drunken sailor. They give Diaz the biggest contract ever to a relief pitcher. And he's celebrating, and now they just announced he's out for the season. Yeah. Is there a curse or is there not a curse for the New York Mets? It's, it's unbelievable. JT, I got the bridge jumper bet going. I got a little nervous early with Kansas. They were only up two. Now they're blowing them out. Alabama looks like they're taking care of business. You bet all four one seats in a parlay, and it's looking a little scary the first half of the first game, but we're doing well, JT. Take care. He's got the bridge jumper bet. That's when, if you lose it, you jump. He bets the first four, the one seeds, the one seeds just in the first round on the money line. you got to put up a lot of money to win a little. That's why it's called the bridge jumper. It's cashed every year except the year Virginia lost in the first round. And Virginia just lost. Here is a four seed in the first round. I'll keep you updated on the scores and everything that's happening here in town for March Madness. We had an upset as soon as we started off. Uh, I like Utah State. I picked them to beat Missouri here as a 10 seed over the seven. They're down eight points. Here, how much time left? 2.48 to go, 69-61. Kansas is up big on Howard, 73-54. to 54. Underway, Alabama over Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Remember, they won the play-in game. They're playing Alabama, 22-15 underway. Charleston, San Diego State, 8-6. Charleston leads as that game's early. That's a 12-5. Uh, later on, it'll be Princeton, Arizona. My wife's Illinois taking on Arkansas. Some good games today. Duke's playing Oral Roberts, Texas Colgate. There's games all day and all night as the madness is here and we're talking about it. 702-365-9200. So he was talking about Edwin Diaz getting hurt in the World Baseball Classic. And that is a massive story. He's the Mets closer. He's playing in the World Baseball Classic. They won the game. They were celebrating, jumping up and down, and he's done for the year. It's a fluke. That's not injury prone. That's a one in a million injury. It could happen. What are you going to do? Let players not play baseball? It's baseball. They have to play. You can get hurt, as I tweeted out today, in the offseason, spring training, first inning, eighth inning, World Baseball Classic. You could always get hurt. You can't walk around life, you know, in those little bubbly things that they put in boxes. You can't have that taped all over you. Can't walk around your whole life in bubble wrap. You got to play sports if you're a professional athlete and a great baseball player is done for the year. And the Mets are a contender for the World Series. Coming up next, we'll talk to a country star, Riley Green, and he really is a country star. Big career, big name, and he's playing at Virgin Hotels inside the theater coming up. We'll get to him next as we are brought to you by Virgin Hotels. want to thank them for their renewed partnership with our show. And you got good customers and partners and sponsors, it means everything. Can't do radio without that, and we got some of the best, and I'm proud of them. Uh, Riley Green will join us next, and we'll tell you how to get tickets to the show. I mean, it's just offense that I was comfortable playing in, and um, I'm just excited. I mean, I just want to add another speed element to it, be able to stretch the field, be able to compliment Devontae, um, Jacoby, uh, Renfro. I mean, guys like that. I mean, everybody has talent, so 
Um, just just adding a speed element to it, being able to take, take the top of the, off the coverage. Um, you're going to see a lot of split safety. So um, basically just take advantage of those opportunities when they come. Philip Dorsett, a newest member of the Raider Nation, and he was just introduced at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. JT, back with you as we are waiting on Riley Green, who's performing tomorrow night at Virgin Hotels. He's going to join us here in a bit. So I'm looking at a couple of the players and their background, especially Jacoby and what the receiver receiver room is going to look like. And Dorsett played high school at St. Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale, where a lot of great players and NFL players came out of and wide receivers there. And with the Colts and the Patriots, uh, two stints with the Seahawks, most recently with Houston, a Super Bowl champion. I mean, a guy who's been in the league a while, doesn't have big, big numbers, 151 receptions, over 2,000 yards, 12 touchdowns here, but he's fast, and he can get deep. And the Raiders haven't had that since Henry Ruggs III, and we all know what happened there. And they're trying to get someone in there who could stretch the field a little bit better. That is the guy who can do it. Remember, last year in the preseason, the Raiders had a bunch of young gun, quick wide receivers trying to make the team, and it's hard to make the team when you have Matt Collins, Hunter Renfro, all the weapons that they had bringing in Devontae, but it really looks like this core that they have here as of today, and things can change, things can change, but as of today, this is a pretty good receiving core. You got the top receiver in the league and maybe the top receiver in free agency. Okay, so with Jacoby Myers, you got someone very familiar with Josh McDaniel's system, more familiar than any other receiver, more familiar than Devontae. Now Devontae knows the system, and the system is now going to get tweaked a little bit differently with the quarterback position. So that's what we're talking about here. Speaking of quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show. I'm just going to play a few of these sound bites. It's remarkable what he had to say yesterday, holding up the world, holding up the world, but gave everyone the impression that he's going to be a Jet. At this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. And I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's been compensation that the Packers are trying to get for me and kind of digging their heels in. Ooh, he said digging their heels in the Packers. Do you believe he has the balls to say that? He said that. Digging their heels in, the Packers. And he's not, he has nothing to do with making everybody wait up. He talked about the decision, and it's not done, and he doesn't believe he should be getting the heat. That was his tone with Pat McAfee. This isn't the decision day. This isn't me deciding and announcing to the world that this is what's going on. Uh, in fact, that's already happened. You know, we're, we're, we're actually days past this. Um, this is kind of clearing things up, I think, uh, for everybody interested. Yeah, that, he's trying to clear it up, so he goes on one show. And good for Pat McAfee. He's built an empire here in our business in a very short time. He's got an exclusive with him. He'll probably keep it in New York if he stays there. Another one from Rodgers on the Packers. He's claiming that the Packers said, look, this is your decision. Go take your time, and you make up your mind. We come off of last year with uh, obviously missing the playoffs. I didn't have an MVP season. You know, I was interested in where they would be at. Uh, mentally, everything that I was told in the week that I was in Green Bay was take as long as you want, and we want you to retire Packer. Yeah, well, he's not going to retire Packer unless the deal falls apart. Rodgers also talked about not only the Jets, that the Packers were looking for a great deal. They were shopping him around to other teams. When I came out of the darkness, something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. I got back to my phone after five days off of it, and when I got back to that little 
you know, a shack they have where there's a you know one bar of Wi-Fi and got back to, to you know hundreds of text messages and emails and all different things. Um, I realized that there'd been a little bit of a shift. I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust that there was some shopping going on. They, they were interested in actually moving me. Oh, okay, why why wouldn't they want to move him? They're the Packers, and he wants to leave. He's claiming he's going to retire, or he wants to go to another team. Could have been here in Vegas. And Aaron Rodgers seems almost upset about that and shocked by that. Listen to what he said about going into the darkness because he was pretty close to retirement when he went in there. What happened in the darkness? You know, I, I got to admit, I went in the darkness, ninety percent retiring, ten percent playing. That's where my my mind was. My mind was, I'm I'm tired of this. I hadn't got back into my workouts yet, and I thought that that was what was best for me. Yeah, that's what he thought was best for him. And then he changed his mind, and he talked about, while this is not a victim scenario for him, that he wishes it was just a little bit different going forward and why he has to clean this up in the media. It was clear to me at that point that although the Packers were going to say the right thing publicly, that they were ready to move on. And again, I don't know what changed that or what moved that. They just said, hey, you know, we need to make a decision here because he hasn't made a decision yet. Um, again, there's no victims here. I'm not sitting here as a victim. You know, I love Green Bay. I love the fan base. They're incredible. I, I live for playing, uh, playing for them and, and, and for Lambeau. Yeah. A lot of love for the organization. Um, I just think I wish that in the beginning of the offseason that had been the conversation. He has lost his mind. That, that's the soundbite. That really shows you he's lost his mind. He's under contract for the Packers, has a chance to retire as the greatest Packer of all time. Really, right up there. Better than Favre, better than Bart Starr, right? Better than the greats. Right there with Lombardi. He's got a ring and he's got four MVPs. If he didn't have a ring, it'd be a different story. He has a championship. But he's just floating around in this different universe with these different opinions. The Packers have to be hearing this. And just shaking their head. This is why maybe the Packers are digging in. He talked about there's no bitterness going forward with Green Bay. It sounds like a few sound bites ago he was talking about it. Some of these issues were things I was talking about two years ago. It was how do we treat older players on the way out? And it's ironic that now I'm, you know, I'm that player. Um, so I'm uh, no malice, no bitterness towards the Packers. Yeah, no malice or bitterness towards the Packers. And then uh, one or two more here. we got a bunch. I think this is the biggest topic in all sports radio. So forget the name Raider Nation Radio. This is bigger than anything happening over there today. Okay, this is Aaron Rodgers. He's number one, and there's nothing number two in the NFL. The whole world is waiting on this. Two franchises. Two franchises figuring out what's going to go on. Rodgers gave the Jet fans an indication that he's coming. The Packers granted, obviously, permission for the Jets to come out and visit. We had a nice visit. They decided to leave their cars in the street, which attracted paparazzi attention which uh, got you know a few of them photographed, which I thought was pretty funny. But we had a we had a nice we had a nice conversation. I told them, listen, I'm not ready to make a decision about anything. I want to get back into my workouts and see how it feels, you know, to really hit it hard for for a week, and then I'll you know see where we're at. So I think the Jet fans today got to figure out this is make or break for them. He's he's just different. He's really different. He's changed a lot in the last couple of years with his family, his fiancés, his breakups, everything that he's going through, right? And now he acts really weird. And you don't want your quarterback to be weird. You know, you want your quarterback to be great. Kenny Stabler read the playbook by the light of a jukebox, right? The song, the stories about the snake out at night in Oakland, the night of the games, the night before the game, which went into the morning of the next game, and everyone's cool. Snake was ready to go. 
Snake was ready to play. He's one of the all-time greats. Aaron Rodgers, completely different. Just weird. You can't feel as confident with him. And the Jet fans are so excited to have this quarterback. They want to have hope. And just before they're about to celebrate and pop the champagne, Aaron Rodgers is on McAfee's show just sounding like he's at Woodstock. He's just gone. He's way out there. His brain is floating into these different atmospheres. And this is going to be your quarterback? Well, he's proven he can handle that, and he can turn it on and off when he wants to. I just think he's strange. That's the word. And how is he going to play? The pressure is going to be enormous on him. And it's a legacy play because he's going to alienate a lot of Green Bay fans when he leaves. They're going to be alienated by him. Most would be saying thank you. Hear how I'm saying thank you to Darren Waller? He hasn't alienated me. I love Darren Waller. No, no bad blood with anybody with Darren Waller. How could there be? It's going to be the opposite in Green Bay. Instead of loving Aaron Rodgers and wishing him the best, they're going to be furious. So he's going to alienate that fan base. And then if he doesn't win with the Jets and turns into a bigger flake, that will affect his legacy going forward in retirement. That's what's at risk here that no one's talking about. He's got the money. He's got the good looks. He's got everything he wants. He's a pretty sharp guy. He's got a championship ring. He doesn't have a wedding ring. He doesn't have kids. He's going to sit back here in a couple of years going, what did I do? Did I screw everything up? Am I going to be happy in the rest of my... He's only playing two more years at best, maybe one, and he's just making a lot of enemies. You don't want to make enemies when you're really popular and you're an athlete. Athletes get asked for autographs, and the people who claim they hate Aaron Rodgers, they'll ask for an autograph. They all will. They all do. But Aaron Rodgers lost a lot of really good people in Green Bay. I'll say this again. Arguably the greatest fan base that I've ever met outside the Raiders is Green Bay. They're just special. They're nice they're good people. They treat everyone with grace and dignity. It's kind of hard to rile them up, and Aaron Rodgers has. And I'm sitting here on Thursday, March Madness. I thought that Rodgers wanted to talk and make his announcement before March Madness. Now it's just March Madness, and that's where we're at. 702-365-9200. Brilliant job, Bobby, talking while we're waiting on Riley Green. Very nice. See, I've been doing this for 26 years. I can do this. I can talk without four co-hosts and talk in movies for 10 minutes. It's pretty easy. It's not hard. But sometimes it's a pain in the ass. It's not today. I'm actually good. I got a group of people waiting for me for March Madness in one hour. And there will be Modelo's cracking because Modelo's, they take care of me. The cerveza of the fighting spirit of Modelo Be responsible with your Modellos over March Madness.